Poezi, and uh, for those who don't perhaps understand the language, um, it means a star. Uh, once again, good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much uh, for connecting with us as we begin this conversation. Looking at uh, faith and feminism, what pathway to gender equality? This is one pathway to gender equality. Is it possible in this lifetime? And joining us to help us uh, connect those dots is uh, Reverend Bafana Kumalo, uh, Director of Strategic Partnerships at uh, Songke uh, Gender Justice. And uh, we are um, going to be speaking to her. Uh, we're going to be speaking to uh, Reverend Bafana Kumalo and uh, Songke Gender Justice in partnership with uh, UN Women and Men Engage Africa. Um, this is an alliance that uh, came together to conclude a two-day seminar uh, that brought together academics, NGOs, um, faith-based organizations, uh, and practitioners, uh, faith leaders uh, working in the field of gender equality. Is there even um, a gender equality within uh, faith-based uh, um, organizations? And uh, joining us right now is Reverend Bafana Kumalo. Good afternoon and welcome, Reverend. Good afternoon, Mr. How are you, my dear? I'm wonderful, thank you. I, I you no, know, South Africa is just so alive with uh, so many possibilities. Uh, today, um, you know, I am broadcasting from Hetfield um, because we were convened um, at, at the union buildings as 100 women who are going to, um, uh, we are regarded as uh, women of fortitude who are going to replicate the spirit of Masisulu. And, mm. and then you, you read about, I mean, faith-based mm. organizations mm. coming together, talking about gender equality on an environment that has always been dominated by males. Uh, we can only say that there's mm. hope. There's hope indeed, Christelda, uh, because um, it's been a remarkable two days. We had, um, in fact, we started with a gala dinner on Monday evening. Uh, which was addressed by the chair of the CRL Commission, uh, Umamo Togo um, Kwanazi Kaluva, mm-hmm. um, and Reverend Pumzile Madivela Zondi, two powerful women who gave uh, stories that really challenged faith leaders around some of the atrocities that are perpetuated by you know, faith leaders are on women, particularly young girls, and what this is saying to us as a society. Now, being a regional meeting, uh, I think it was useful to give a show, uh, if you like, a case study on what is happening in, in South Africa, as you know, with the Omotoso case that is in the news, mm. and several other cases that we have been picking up, which involve faith leaders um, in very compromising situations. Um, I'm saying compromising because, you know, you don't expect that faith leaders should be caught committing such dastardly acts when the church or religious institutions, by definition, are meant to be sacred spaces that mm. protect, that provide care, you know, and comfort uh, for people in society generally. So what we are seeing happening within religious institutions really points to very serious challenges on our society. And, and these leaders were then committing to say, look, there is hope because we have leaders who are willing to speak out and challenge not only what is happening in society, but challenge each other as faith leaders to say this is wrong. This cannot be done in the name of the faith uh, community. 
I'm actually glad. Reverend Kumal, I'm I'm actually glad that uh, in in your response you began to just uh, own up. Um, to something that is an, an, an anomaly um, uh, within uh, faith-based uh, uh, organizations. And, and, and I guess, you know, when we begin to even acknowledge where we've wronged um, as a society, as a community, it's easier to then begin to path the way forward. Let's pay the bills. When we return, I'd like you to just unpack uh, faith and feminism, the interpretation by the meeting, and uh, whether it is possible to have that one pathway to gender equality. And uh, thank you for your connection as we lead uh, conversations. Uh, you connect with us uh, 104 to 107 FM nationwide, and that's SAFM Radio. Uh, we're both on Twitter and Facebook, and you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Lab. Right now, joining us on the line is Reverend uh, Bafana Kumalo as we talk about his uh, director of uh, strategic partnerships at Sonke Gender Justice. And uh, we're focusing on um, this partnership that was formed between the UN Women, um, Men Engage, Africa, and Sonke Gender Justice, a two-day seminar that um, brought together academics, NGOs, CBO practitioners, and faith-based leaders. And we're talking about uh, the seminar that seeks to just uh, find that one pathway to equality uh, within faith, uh, uh, within the faith-based organization. Uh, let's talk about uh, the theme, uh, Reverend, Faith and Feminism. Yes. Well, it's a provocative theme because um, if you talk to women, particularly within faith experience, uh, they don't have good stories to tell. Mm -mm. Um, As you know, in the church, majority of members in churches across the board are women. But if you look at the leadership of churches across the board, women are conspicuous by their absence in the leadership. And so you have this misnomer where women are dominant, supporting the church, if you like, keeping the churches alive. But in terms of giving the church direction, women are missing in action, Mm -hmm. partly because churches generally are very patriarchal and uh, 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 demean the role that women can play in leadership. Um, I often make an example that in churches, Women are there to be seen, but not to be heard. Um, And this is, in my view, you know, in contrast to the essence of what faith is about. Uh, Ms. N. Kitu Kushongwe of the UN Women, in fact, challenged us uh, in her uh, speech when she was opening conference on Tuesday morning that Jesus actually is a feminist. And she pointed out to several examples which on close scrutiny confirmed the statement that she was making. Mm. And you find then a contradiction between what the current leadership of the church is doing and the example that Jesus had set in how he was relating to women. If you look at the Gospels, throughout the Gospels, whenever Jesus relates to women, it's with respect, it's with dignity, it's with acknowledging them as human beings, acknowledging them as leaders. Often, Priscilla, as you know, you are told that Jesus had 12 disciples. Nobody remembers that actually Jesus chose 72 other disciples, among whom were women. You know, so the narrative of focusing on the 12 men is one such narrative that wants to 
if you like, read the Bible from the particular perspective mm. that reaffirms patriarchy. And nobody wants to look at the good examples, for instance, where Jesus engages with women, allows women to come close to him, allows women to touch him, even against the Jewish tradition, in a manner that affirms and acknowledges women. So Ms. N was really making a point which is backed up by the scriptures, that if indeed we say we are Christians and we are following the nature of Christ, Mm. we are really losing direction because Christ was quite different from the kind of leadership that we are seeing. So in a sense, Ms. Shongwe affirmed the, you know, the, the theory that we were projecting as the theme, that there is a pathway to feminism through religion. Because if we look at the character of people like Jesus, we really see the kind of leadership that was visionary, that was inclusive, that was focused on justice, and believed in the rights of all people that are created in the image of God. And so we listened to very interesting scholars, both from the Muslim faith Mm. and from the Christian faith, who were drawing from texts where the texts were speaking very favorably around the role of women, things that we don't normally hear in a Sunday sermon in a church. And this is what we think we need to be projecting, so that as we affirm this role that women can play. Mm. We also draw on the richness of the texts, both the Quran and the texts that are related to the Muslim faith, the Hadith, where they speak very favorably about the role of women. And we have lots of those also in the Christian text. Let's take your calls right now on 0891-104-207. And uh, you can also connect with us at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook, and hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. SMS is 40938, charged at 150. With me uh, on the line is Reverend Bafana Kumano as we talk about faith and feminism. One pathway to gender equality. Is that possible in this lifetime? Now, having, uh, I mean, posted two days, it's all good and well to come together, challenge one another. Um, but how are we going to disrupt the narrative? that dismisses women um, from a biblical history and and begin to ensure that even, um, you know, scripture and, and teachings, uh, whenever there's congregations, uh, do affirm and, and acknowledge the role that was p- played by women. Well, um, the, 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 the seminar affirmed that, uh, you know, everyone who came, we had people from various countries who were here, Madagascar, Zambia, uh, Malawi, uh, Namibia, Uganda, uh, Tanzania, South Africa, and, and all of them are leaving South Africa with a commitment to say we are going to replicate this conversation in our own countries. We are going to ensure that we engage more of our leaders, engage more people from the faith experience, so that we, we, we focus on the truths that are emerging from our close scrutiny of scriptures that gave us permission to challenge ourselves around how currently we are focusing and dealing with women. Now, part of it is we are supporting global and regional uh, 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 platforms. I'm sure you know, since Criselda of the We Will Speak Out campaign, which is a mm-hmm. largely Christian campaign that is calling on church leaders to speak against gender-based violence. We have issued a statement uh, for 16 days, for instance, calling on church leaders 
that they can't look away. They must be part of the uh, 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 clarion call that says to society, it's not okay for women to be uh, facing gender-based violence in a context where sometimes men of faith will say, no, it's a demon, let's pray Mm. about it. You must call it out for what it is. It is a sin, it is not acceptable, it should not be done. We also reaffirmed that we will be strengthening efforts of what we call the side-by-side, which is another global platform, which brings together faith leaders across religion in this instance. That includes all faiths, where they are also focusing on amplifying the voice of the church on the issues of gender-based violence. But we also said we don't just want to talk about this. We are also challenging churches to say, let's create safe spaces in places of worship Mm. so that when women and children come and say we are facing these challenges, what is it that the church can do in that space so that these women can receive the support, whether it's through psychosocial support and also ensuring that those that are perpetrating these uh, acts of violence against women who are within our sectors are held accountable for what they are doing. And I guess... Beyond just talking, but to also take action in a way that affirms the right and dignity of women. And I'm sure uh, ways that are visible too, um, because it's all good and well uh, to come together under one roof and have this conversation. And if it's not on SAFM, how do churches in our communities get the message um, that it's no longer business as usual? Something has to shift. We must promote equality within our churches. Let's take a news break. Uh, when we return, I invite you to join in the conversation in the various uh, platforms that uh, we share. Uh, call us on 0891-104-207 or at SAFM Radio, both Twitter and Facebook. Here's Uzile Saku with the news headlines. Call SAFM right now on 0891-104-207. All right, uh, do connect with us uh, in that way and we also invite you uh, to connect uh, via Facebook and Twitter at SAFM Radio and taking your calls right now. We go to Skumbuzo in Deben. Good afternoon and welcome. Yes, good evening, Kasada. Hi, Agagabi, evening, Putuam. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to comment uh, about uh, uh, about your, your topic, you know. Sure, you know, I used, you know, Yeah, you know, I used to hear, uh, especially men, uh, those who, who usually go to church, saying that, you know, women are weak in spirit and... Uh, they are easily affected by demons or no they are, or, yeah they say they are easily affected by these things you know so mm-hmm. i i wanna i wanna hear your your guess your guess what can you say about that when because uh, it's them who usually say uh, uh women are weak in spirit okay thank you very much and i'm sure it will be very difficult uh, to respond on behalf of people who say that, uh, Reverend Kumalo, uh, you're one of the very few uh, men I know who are feminists. Um, so, so what do you say to people who are saying uh, women are weak in spirit? Well, I think it's a very good question, uh, Chriselda, because this is one of the questions we debated in the consultations, and people were pointing out, for instance, if you look at um, the scriptures in the Christian uh, uh, faith, um, who was given the instruction not to eat the tree? You know, because the original sin came through, if you like, somebody who was weak in spirit. 
Uh-huh. And I'm interested that my brother is saying the general yeah. narrative is that it's the women. But if you read the scriptures very carefully, it was Adam who was given the instructions. And, and he was when weak. He said, when God confronts him about why did you do this, he blames the woman. The woman. You know, uh, who was not given the direct instruction, um, yeah. if you read the text uh, very closely. And I guess but just as with many... In, in the New Testament, when Jesus is confronted at the time of death, and the soldiers of Rome are looking for those who were close to him, where were all the men who said, we will die for you? Mm. You know, they had mm. all run away. The scripture says they had locked themselves away. In fact, one of his close allies who had said, where you go, I will go, denied him three times, even before, you know, the, uh, the, the crucifixion happened. And who is there when Christ is crucified? It's women. You know, and who, Jesus yeah. And who is there when, when Christ resurrects? Stood there and said, we will be with you up until the end. It is right. also them who go to the grave to go and see him. Even as the grave is guarded by soldiers, you need to ask yourself, where were the men? Now, for me, what is the strength there? The strength is portrayed by women who, in spite of all the challenges that they were facing, that they could have been killed themselves, they withstood the pressure and said, we will stand with this man because he stands for the truth. That does, that does not show a sign of weakness for me. That is a okay. sign of strength. And Let's unfortunately, as men, including men in the church, we never want to see this side of women because this threatens this narrative that men are strong and women are weak. Tragic. Let's go to John in Kempton Park. Good afternoon and welcome. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you, sir. You, you know, I'm enjoying the topic, and I like the guy there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I want to say, he said the, the, the church must not look away or keep silence about the, the abuse of women and other related uh, abuse. Yeah. I totally agree with him, and I thank him for that. But um, I'm, I'm worried about one thing. I always ask myself, what is the church saying? about our children born out of women who are addicted to nyawupe and all this and we know who are giving them nyawupe the church is silent the church is dead silent i want to hear him talking because before the nigerians were pushing these things children are dying and i'm organizing people to say we as church members we cannot just keep silence when we see our children. You know the amount of damage that the, the, the Nyahup and the drugs are doing mm. to our children and their future. It's worse than what men are doing to women as abusers, which I don't want it also. But equally okay. important, I want to him to hear him say it. And I will give my number because I want us to do something about our children. I am a principal of a school. Yeah. I'm trying to start a rehabilitation. John, look, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask uh, that uh, one of my producers, Lesejo, to take your, d- down your details and we'll have a conversation around just specifically that. Uh, right now we're talking about um, g- gender equality. Uh, within uh, faith-based organization, faith-based organizations, and uh, thank you, thank you very much uh, for raising that. And I'm sure uh, Reverend uh, Kumalo mm. will just touch a bit on what the church is doing uh, to create rehabilitative spaces and uh, to also just deter young people 
from uh, uh, being addicted to Yaope. Let's go to Pretoria and speak to Mishek. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. How are you? Good. Thank you, sir. Very well. Uh, you know, uh, 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 as much as we, we, we want to keep the, 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 the equality uh, issues uh, uh, in a way that we don't seem to oppress anyone, whether men or women, but the Bible is very clear. That is why from our homes, the Bible has put a man as the head of the family. And then also on the issue of weakness, the Bible is very clear that we must treat our, uh, our women with knowledge that they are weaker vessels. You know, that is very clear. That's, that's one thing that, that we, we, we must understand. As much as we can try to make them equal, especially on church issues, there are things that women can and women cannot do, especially they Mishak. cannot be pastors, because the Bible says let women keep silent in churches. They cannot teach or usurp authority. So that Which is not church do you go you know? to, Mishek? Excuse me? Which church do you go to? Are you a pastor? Yes, it's a Christian church, and, and the Bible is, is our roadmap. So the, the very same Bible teaches us women cannot be pastors and husbands, and and where do you find family. that in the Bible? Excuse me? Where do you find that in the Bible? Is it the Old or the New Testament? No, the New Testament in the book of Corinthians. Okay. So, so in other words, it's not about what the Constitution of South Africa is saying. It's about the main what the Bible which says. is the Word of Got God. Got you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mishek. Yeah, so, uh, so the feminist pastor that is with you. I think if he does not know the scripture, he's not quoting them, he, 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 he is not giving a full version of what God is saying because the Bible is God in letter form. So it- All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mishek. Reverend, your response, because it is well, the Bible that's I, guiding I, I like churches the, the, the to question, be... Uh, because this is one of the things that people tend to do is to read the Bible selectively. Hmm. Uh, the, the, the text is referring to, which is often referred to, to silence women, is read out of context. This text was written by Paul, writing to a church in Corinth where there were special issues that were happening in that congregation. And so in his counsel to that area of Corinth, he advises them that I wish that leadership should be for men because there were particular problems that were happening at that particular point in time. And often people then read this out of context and, 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 and elevate that verse out of other messages that are in the Bible. If, for instance, I refer him to Galatians 3.28, where the same Paul says, in God there's neither female nor male, no there's neither Jew nor Greek, all of us are one in the Lord. But I always want to remind Christians that let's remember that at creation in Genesis 1 from 26, God says, let us create human beings in our image. And the Bible says he created both male and female equal to each other and gave them authority to have dominion over everything, not on each other. Mm. Now, people often miss this message because we rush to read the Bible to suit what conforms with our own thinking about the role of women. And it will be just one liner and move right it along. It will be just one liner which is taken out of context. As I've referred to Jesus, if you look at the person of Jesus, everywhere he confronts women, he never makes women look lesser than who they are. 
He affirms them. He sees them as leaders. Mm. He acknowledges them as people that are created in the image of God. Now, if all of us as people of faith agree that people are created in the image of God, there's no justification, therefore, to say Griselda is less than me simply because she's a woman. Because once we do that, we are saying God has created Griselda to be less than what God intended in creating human beings. And that is inconsistent, you know. And, And often we take these narratives because either because culture has particular perspectives of how women should be treated, and we transpose mm. it to also conform to Christian perspectives, which I think is wrong. We need to really challenge ourselves on this, and that is what this consultation was meaning to do, to say, let's look into the scriptures, read them very closely, sure. read them critically, so that we are able to elevate ourselves to understand the bigger picture of what is it that God has intended in creation. Reverend, I don't think we're going to do justice um, to this uh, talk with the time allocated to us, and uh, we shall be knocking at your doors again. Uh, Just a couple of SMSs that we received. um, People who support uh, Pastor Omotoso for women abuse, even in in court, are other women. And this is from uh, Pops in in Kronstadt. And uh, Hi, Chrisalda, Christianity promotes gender-based violence, um, please uh, read Isaiah 13, verse 1 to 20. And Gancho says, in the Bible uh, and in African tradition, women have always been uh, the prophetess of, of revolution, ranking very high spiritually because of the sixth sense, and that is from Gancho. And uh, we also have uh, an SMS uh, saying, the Bible is not uh, to be taken literally. Um, it, its meanings are satiric and uh, not personified. Hence, uh, they are not literal. Um, Abraham, Sarah, and Exodus, and Jesus, etc., the characters are, are not uh, to be taken literally. Uh, they did not exist. Read Galatians 4, verse 24. Uh, this is from Tabiso in Pretoria. So um, a lot of messages coming through. And on Twitter, Lissanda says, uh, does equality mean uh, some role, same roles? Um, can your guest comment on leadership of men or headship of men? Unfortunately, that's all we had time for. And uh, acknowledging all your messages, and it just indicates the need for us to have this conversation further. And uh, thank you very much, uh, Reverend, for taking our call. Thank you very much for giving us the opportunity. Is there um, perhaps some of the deliverables uh, where we can access them? Uh, Is there a website, um, a connection point? Yes, we will be compiling a comprehensive report which will contain the outcomes of the two days and we'll share them with you uh, so that we can take this conversation forward. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Reverend Bafana Kumalo, uh, Director of Strategic Partnerships at Sonke Gender Justice, as we're talking about a seminar that uh, uh, just ended on faith and feminism, looking at one pathway to gender equality. Is it possible in this lifetime? I don't know.